This is Dean Blandino, NFL Rules Analyst, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. Welcome, Kings and Queens, to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. You're with your host, Tyler Mickle Pickle, Luke, and of course, the great one, Patrick. We've got an awesome, awesome episode lined up for you today. This is a twofer two in one week we're back like we left something we're doing a mock draft it's time to punish we're gonna be going through picks strategies all that good stuff we'll be doing it live so you'll get to hear the input the intakes and the uh outtakes i guess <laughs> luke what are you thinking shit man i am thinking about how the los angeles lakers got dropped last night and Oof. eliminated from the nba playoffs we will have a new champion this year in the nba and i'm excited for it the uh the end of an era it's been uh now over 10 years since oh LeBron. you're saying lebron is done no i'm saying should he retire the end of the era and the sense that it's been since 2010 since lebron or steph curry haven't played in an nba finals dang that's a crazy stat yeah. so Jeez. we're going 10 plus years of lebron or steph and now we're not. One of them will be back in it next year. They'll both, guaranteed. Yeah, they'll they'll both be back in contention. Well, yeah, they the Lakers probably need to add another piece, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I think so. These too. are the kinds of off seasons that strike me because now it's the whole. Well, the young guys are taking over the league. This is when like those veterans, the KD, Steph, and obviously KD's still in it, but KD, Steph, LeBron, they come back swinging next year. Agreed. Nets are going to win it easy, right? I mean, it's pretty much over. Probably their defense is kind of weak, so we'll see what happens. Uh, if the Bucks can get by him or another team. But back to fantasy football. Let's get into the news and notes, guys. What do we got? Big Ben says Najee Harris is going to be something special. I said I the same thing. Or something to see. Sorry, <laughs> he didn't say so special. Much. Do you love him? I think I do, too. Najee is a first-rounder. We agree that these, these rankings haven't caught up yet to what's actually going to happen. So uh, his overall ECR right now out of all players is 31, and that is not correct in right. my head and i don't think in any of your heads he'll be a first rounder he he is a workhorse and he is great and i love these rookies with high pedigrees that come in saquon zeke back in the day uh christian mccaffrey when he came in i love these guys dalvin cook he got hurt but he can hit the ground running he can like, hit it yeah he's, he's gonna come to a great franchise their offensive line leaves something to be desired obviously but i'm not really even convinced their offensive line is gonna be as bad as the offseason talk has been they, they find a way I'd good. be worried more too about like Harris is so good at breaking tackles too yeah. that it hopefully won't affect just him. Jump over everyone. This so my- is, uh, completely relevant to fantasy football, but just a fun little thing I saw earlier online. Um, is it about Najee Harris? It's about Najee okay, Harris. Okay, good. Um, so <laughs> Ronald Jones is nine months younger than Najee Harris. Really? And if you if you account his NFL work along with his college work, he has a hundred less total touches than Najee Harris has on his body. That's hilarious. Um, that's wow. kind of weird. So Najee, so, what do you use a four year? He's a he's a four year guy and just. Oh, he- that's classic Alabama, freshman, though. Just yeah, because you play behind getting the a beast. On every Josh year. Jacobs and but so you know maybe dynasty wise something Henry. to keep an eye on that Najee is coming in with a pretty significant workload. You're not you're not you're not going to have him job. drop to you in, in our dynasty league, Tyler, by saying this. I I know I know what you're yeah. thinking. Uh, you're ahead. Note just uh, mentioning Rojo. I'm interested to see where he goes for his next team. Yeah, he and that's might be, my, he's going to be young with a low workload. He's someone to keep an eye on in terms of fantasy because he is on at the end of his rookie deal. I don't More think the Bucks will re-sign him. Resign him, so he might be find a new home. And he strikes me as a guy that's not. He's going to hit the offseason, and he's not going to have a lot of takers because 
teams right. they don't, they'd rather just draft someone. He'll sign like a one year or a two year to be the second guy somewhere. You know that always like the Kenyon Drake. Weirdly, I think I'm just gonna say uh, this is like probably a year and a half in advance. He'll be on the Patriots. <laughs> well, I was think so? say the, the Seahawks. Yeah, Chris Carson, maybe a little ahead of ourselves, but back, whatever. <laughs> back to the Najee Harry ranking, Najee Harris. I uh, I'll give you a little sneak peek at the ranking show. I got him at RB eight right now. Wow, uh, very nice. That's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Wow, give me give me the three behind him. After him, two behind him. No, I'm going to save that for the RB right, show. Right, Make right, everyone right. come Fair back enough. and see what he's I got. St- as it stands right now, he's 13 for me. But I think by the time we do our rankings next week, he's going to creep up. I he's just, comfortably top 10 for me. It's, yeah. So yeah, we'll it's we'll still see. Tough for me to put him in there. I mean, by that time on the show, maybe I move it back, depending on you know reports and all that stuff. But as of now, I, I like, like him, him a lot more than Jonathan Taylor and. Derrick Henry. So do my. Oh, that's oh, hot. That that's but hot. Okay, certainly no. Taylor. No, not not more than Derrick Henry. <laughs> come, come draft time on most leagues, I would expect him to be back end one, at, but at a minimum two. Like I know if you're mocking now, you're getting him in like the third, fourth round, and some of these don't expect that come draft time. He should right. be taken above every receiver not named Devonte Adams if Rodgers returns. Okay, next uh, <laughs> news that's item. Hot, hot boy. Pat. I can get. Wait, I what did he say? The, I didn't. I was already on. He would take. That's the thing about Najee should be taken ahead of every receiver not named Adams if Rodgers were to play. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Thank no, you. I mean I, I I'm not saying it's a. I'm, listen, I'm the most reasonable guy on no. the show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I say is embedded in rationale. All right, next news item: the 49ers have worked out Delaney Walker as a backup tight end. They did it with Jordan Reed last year. Mm-hmm. It's not really too big of news for fantasy, but... But I will back. say Kittle rule, is... It, rule well, 81. That, that was the rule of Jordan Reed is you draft Kittle, you draft Reed, so... I was going to say, yeah, Kittle has struggled so much with injuries lately that I think that if Walker were to sign with them... And remember, Reed was usable in fantasy yeah, last year. Yeah, by, by the rule. So yep. whatever number Delaney Walker is, that's the new rule number. Yep, so I get, you know, maybe if you draft Kittle, something to keep an eye on. Hopefully Kittle doesn't get hurt again. I mean, the guy is like... So close to be going completely crazy. Going God. nuclear. Yeah. All right, next news item. It's, uh, that Jameis Winston's slant inaccuracy. <laughs> I saw this one. Is a problem for Michael Thomas slant boy. Oof. Yeah. That, is that really a? That is it. His he has he drops from like eighty percent to sixty percent when they run a slant. So it's he, it's, a, he's, it's a he's pretty drop to forty percent when Devin White and Levante oh David are sitting there in the middle waiting to bring it back. Oof. But. It does seem like that may be a problem, but granted, I'm gonna, I got to take on that. Yeah, everyone says he runs a lot of slants. It's really not as much as we think. It's just funny, and I think, <laughs> and I think too that Jameis is at this point in his career able to make more throws down the field than Drew was over the last two years. Say what you will about Jameis, but Jameis can stretch the field. Uh, so I think that what they potentially lose in Slant Boys' specialty, maybe they can make up for in a little more downfield plays. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and I've got Thomas pretty high up. It's kind of what rankings. you alluded, alluded to, Luke, about the myth of the Slant Boy. The slants were run because Noodle Arm Drew was back there. That's the whole <laughs> yeah. reason the slants were hey, predominantly run Hey, who's the, the Saints? Not Ted Ginn, obviously. They're a deep threat. Is uh, Traquan they, Smith. Traquan. Traquan. Yeah. I, um, I don't hate him. Well, and, and they have uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, the the little guy who got a lot of reps, but he got hurt a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he was getting, like, when he played the Bucks in the NFC. He's a little Scotty Miller, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, so was, he had, like, five catches. Basically, you're looking at Mike Thomas to draft um, Adam Trotman as a flyer. Um, from there, you just don't take them because those are bad football players we just named you guys. That's I like, true. I like Traquan this year a little bit. But I don't mind. With uh, Jameis. So the the thing about the guy that Luke was talking about is that I remember Bruce Arians name dropping him before yeah. our matchup, and he said that that's the guy that we're like most worried about killing us downfield because he's so fast. Late round flyer, maybe, but 
Yeah. Yep. I, I agree with that because uh, they wanted to get him involved, and they did what? in that I'm playoff up game. His name. I don't know that it is Tommy. Uh, it's something with three names, we'll but I thought it was it Tommy Lee Lewis. Tommy Maybe Lee not. Lewis actually sounds familiar, but. Um, Tommy Lee Jones? No. All right. Here's a, well, also another news item for them is that Jameis is not the solidified starter. It seems like that's going to go all the way to training camp. So Yeah, yeah they're going to play both of them. I yeah. think so, too. I, think yeah. I don't know how you take Camaro knowing this. <sighs> I really don't know. It makes everything miserable. Like, I fully agree. But I I really think that Sean Payton's a lying sack of shit, and he's going to play both of them. Like, I don't know how, knowing they paid Taysom, and they like Taysom, and he's going to split. You feel good with with Kamara as your... Not like a 50-50 split, but like what they already did, where Taysom's going to get like 10 snaps a game. I guarantee. I bet bet everything that Jameis is going to be the opening day starter, and then we'll see how it goes for a couple games. If he sucks, it's Taysom Hill the rest of the way. That's how it's going to go. That's definitely in the cards. So you think no Taysom week one? No taste in week one. It's definitely Jameis week one, and to see if the real quarterback can actually play it, and then if he struggles too many turnovers, they'll just go to taste him the rest of the year. Because they did uh, that last year. They were able to just throw him in there and win a couple games. That's what they're going to plan on I'd be willing to maybe make a Chili's bet on this if anyone's uh, willing. If Jameis was named the starter, that Taysom Hill wouldn't see the field week one. Well, no matter what. injury. Oh, no, no. He's going to get his little package, but I'm saying Jameis is going to be the week one starter, in my opinion, and then they'll move off him if he sucks. Yeah. Which is sad because we don't really play them, him for a while. So hopefully he plays good enough to play us, right? When do we play the Saints? Um, Not till when we Halloween. we're going to Halloween yeah Halloween. Game? That's right. Yep. Man, we're gonna be. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun one. That's gonna be a fun yep. one. Moving on. This is uh this guy's gonna be sliding up ADPs. He's a r- active riser right now as a running back. It's from the Jets beat writer. Won't be long until Michael Carter is the RB one. Oh yeah. His name's Michael Carter, right? It is. Yes. yes. Um, that's looking like who's going to be their starter. It's if you're going zero RB right now, his, his ADP's fifth, sixth round. He might be a starter. Maybe they give him the work coach, but they do have Tevin Coleman mm-hmm. and uh, a yeah. couple other jabronis. So but. this is where kind of coach talk kind of gets gets murky here. Because do you know where that report was from by chance? Uh, Jets beat writer. I'm clicking it right now. Rich um, Samini. I think that's their their big one. So yeah, they Let's have. Because I remember that basically before. Without even knowing that, I know they had a beat writer come out and say that. Beat writer had, Hughes. Then they had an, a member of the athletic for the Jets come out and say that Coleman was going to be the lead back. Okay. And then, what's their coach's name? I'm blanking on. Uh, Lafleur, uh, right? Or no? Or no, no. Uh, it's the guy from the 49ers. The, the ball, D, uh, uh, Salah. Salah. So Salah, right, yeah. after his first week of uh, after his first day of uh, open practice, came out and said they will play the committee approach at running back. So yeah, you gotta just. You have to really believe in Carter's talent, talent that he's to, gonna to like win out. Right, exactly. Because but Coleman is that Coleman's tricky because he's a vet. He's reliable, sort of. Uh, and they got the rookie quarterback in there, so yeah. Know, presence. It's just we'll have to bet. This is another out. one we mentioned. Um, pass protection with Trey Sermon yesterday is something yeah. to watch leading up. That'll Pre-season. be huge in this one. Uh, see if Michael Carter's holding up in pass pro. If there's even a question about it, they're going to be playing Coleman a lot on, like, third downs and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, he's de- he's going to be drafted for sure. Yep. Um, I agree. Uh, he will be their RB1, so we'll see. Or we'll, I think we'll he, by the end of the season, he will be their yeah, RB1. I mean, it's just a if, question even of – if they come out with, like, still sticking to the whole, like, committee idea, right. if you're going to take one, highly recommend making that. You know, there's no – there's no, exactly. There's no benefit to taking Coleman. There's agreed. no huge crazy, crazy upside. We know what Coleman is. Yep, agreed. Take the rookie Take the rookie flyer. Yep. All right, so two Lions updates. First is they're still uh, chatting with Todd Gurley. And Ooh. the second is that uh, the offense coordinator, 
offensive coordinator, former Los Angeles Chargers coach Anthony Lynn, has said that he's going to ride the hot hand at running back. Quote, if you go in the game and you're balling, you're going to stay in there. End quote. He I mean, just was just decided he's just going to piss all over the fantasy. He's just like, oh, yeah. you know what, fantasy football players, <laughs> fuck all of you. I, I hate all of you. I'm going to make this as murky as possible. As we always say, it's not a bad move in real life. It's just super duper annoying but in fantasy. Swift should get the hot hand. He's good. Actually, you're right. And you know what? <laughs> what if he think? does stick to that, then we shouldn't. We technically don't have anything to worry about because we know Swift is good. He'll probably be the hot hand more often than not. Still, it just sucks, man. Oh, it and, just sucks. You know, I always hate playing this game, but unfortunately, the coaching staff's new. The GM's new. The entire front office is new. No one in that with that organization right now, outside of ownership, had anything to do with the DeAndre Swift trade. Right? They might just think he's not so a bad, good fit or something. Maybe yeah. he's not a fit. Maybe they don't like him for whatever reason. And then they brought in Jamal Williams, who kind of didn't really think about and forgot about this, but he was actually drafted two rounds prior to Aaron Jones by the Packers. Um, he looks so really he, good last year. He actually year. has the same draft pedigree as someone like Swift. Um, so that's the only reason I get scared is that, like, Lynn they called him an A back. In, they Lynn. called him. It's like they're trying to force their issue with, like, this is the guy that the other people got, and this is our guy. Like, yep. trying to almost prove that they know what they're doing. I mean, but can, it's, it's silly, though, because DeAndre Swift is a great player, and he should. I know. And, like, and even in a best case scenario, even if he is, does get the hot hand a lot at this point, can you really ever see him getting, like, 20 to 25 touches in a game, like, very consistently for them? I don't know. I mean, they're going to be trailing a lot. The defense is pretty bad. Oh, it, it is scary. It's and sketch. for the Todd Gurley thing, I did hear someone mention the other day that their uh, new GM is the one who drafted him um, with the Rams. Ooh. And they've got Goff, too. Yeah, he's inevitably getting so, signed. It's either – it's exactly that. Either he actually really likes him, he believes in Gurley, or it is like a get Gurley's name in the news because he does have a connection to him. Try to help him, help out. him out. You know, get some buzz with him. Yep, could uh, be. If they do bring in Gurley, I'm, I'm already almost <sighs> off Swift entirely right now, but if they brought in Gurley, I might just avoid – Avoid the situation. How far do you think? Where do you think Swift would go in that situation? I mean, he still has to be drafted. Third, fourth somewhere. round, still. He, he, he's like, going to end up at the back end of the third, I think. By yeah, he still time. would. But it, like, Man. for a while, he was right there with like Ceh, just like fully. Mike, separates, you could take like, him in the third. I'd pick uh, eight in the third. See, that's no, what I'm thinking. Right? I'm like thinking. I don't think I would take him in like the fifth. Fuck no, you know? dude. You don't want like the, the running back on one of the worst teams in the league that are never going to score, and then jump. Jamal Williams is still there. He's good. And he's good. Yeah. And then you bring in Todd Gurley, it's a whole it's a whole thing. And so No, why in the third round, especially when the heavy run of receivers, you top uh running backs, top receiver, DJ Moore is gonna be there and right. and Justin Jefferson and That's and, the sweet and, spot. Well, it, it all depends, you know, how you started your draft as well. If you're at the back end of the third and you started Diggs uh Hill Swift is RB1 or RB2 after taking DeMont or Chris Carson's not the worst start ever. Because I feel like Swift could be pretty good. If you take DeMont and Chris Carson, then that means Swift has to fall down to the fourth no, no, round, no. right? No, no, I said you go Diggs, Tyreek Hill, then you go You're saying if you're, if you're Swift. the 12th like pick, right? Yeah, or even just 10th. Like you're, you're better off just waiting, getting DeMont and Miles Gaskin then. Hey, I'll the, say well, this. I, mean, I would take Mike Davis you, you over You don't Swift. believe in the of Swift. Course. I don't of think course. that's hot, right? Of course. Of course. See, I'm a Swift. I'd take Swift. I still am on the Swift train. It's the Swift train, baby. But I mean, I'm, he's gonna I be... might be swiftly off it soon. Very good. I'm not trying to shine anybody away. It's just the stars are aligning like with an organization playing like You should shine people right. away. Uh, what was the stat? To be a top 12 uh, running back one, 
you need to be on a top 15 scoring team. Oh, there are outliers like James Robinson. Of course there's outliers. Mm -hmm. I don't think DeAndre Swift is good enough to be an outlier. And one last thing. We mentioned Anthony Lynn yesterday. He rotated backs a lot with the Chargers. Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, Melvin Gordon. I fully expect 20 touches every game for Swift, though, but I don't know. Moving on. Uh, The Jaguars coach, Urban Meyer, has described DJ Chark's 2020 film as a big guy that played little. That was a tough comment. Um, yeah, so, that's that's going out there and saying shit. Yeah, so my first thought immediately, and because so since Urban's already gotten there, they've had two people on their staff quit, right? Leave the team. Well, and, like, no, he hired guys that had sketchy backgrounds, and then it caught up to him. Un- undisclosed. Oof. That's what they want to say. Yeah, they got canceled. So I, I'm. <laughs> they really did. I'm like on the fence right now, but this really feels like the classic college coach coming in trying to go. I mean, you're talking a grown man making millions of dollars, and you're telling him he's small. Like <laughs> this isn't college football anymore, buddy. Like, hey, you don't. These you, aren't kids. These aren't these you guys aren't grown didn't, men. Like, remember, it's just a little quote. They try to make them look bad and start a story. Uh, Chark knew that, and he's already gained eight pounds of straight muscle, he, they he said. So. And the thing, he, he goes, I took it as a challenge when, yeah. when he said that to me. And it wasn't technically um, wrong either. I mean, no, everyone kind of knows. And Chark does not have enough, like, clout to step to Urban Meyer. If, that's, if he said, this isn't, uh, uh, who was the coach before uh, Urban Meyer there? Um, the oh, don't guy. hate on my dog, Doug Marone. Yeah, Doug Marone. being a sweet guy like Doug Marone got you nowhere. So right. Urban comes in, pulls it out, and puts it on the table, and says, "I will DJ say Shark, this: I think I get like, with it or get lost." I think I like Marvin Jones and, more than I like Chark this year. I agree. I Marvin like Jones kind of getting slept on a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm a too. Chark guy. Um, yeah, but with like Chark, I, I, would, I would turn on Urban Meyer and be like, "How many college programs asked you to leave again?" <laughs> And how many NFL games have you? No, won? maybe he just wanted to oh, be with yeah. his family a couple times. Yeah, he had a, he had a, his heart hurt a little bit. <laughs> I'm dying. I lit, my doctor literally told me I can't coach football again unless possibly like a top five team like Ohio State had an opening and they were going to offer me $100 million to coach. And then, you know what? Family can kind He's of from there. I, love, I like Urban Meyer. That I was know, a tough I don't boy. give a shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I really like that. I don't care. And he did us. I went to Florida. He did us dirty. Right. I'm, I'm not right, I'm yeah. rational, objective, Pat. I get it. Did you guys I see? I get it. The other you, good thing you is should have done gone about it differently. It's kind of sure. like, but I get it. You know, sure. similar to like these college coaches that have like their style and stuff. Even if it's a disaster in real life, five years from now, we usually get a few good years of fantasy out of it because they get that like creative like. Oh yeah, Chip oh, Kelly boy. Chip, remember Chip yep. Kelly fantasy years were crazy. They Listen, were I have never seen Urban Meyer go somewhere and fail. Well, ever. Yeah, we had read about the Utah. Anyway, until, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> he even, Utah, he yeah. even got himself in a wrestling match over the weekend. I don't know if you guys saw. I that. did see that. Yeah, he they handed stole a laptop to what the hell's going on there, man? Chris Jericho to use it to hit someone with. That was kind of funny. <laughs> do you think so does he the, have to rewrite the whole playbook? Do you think that or? was the cam laptop? <laughs> yeah, right. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm go, I, I'm a little bit <laughs> worried about Urban too, but Jags are one of my dark horse teams. Their division is so bad, and they have Carson quarterback, and like you know, I could just see the Jags. Jags kind of getting hot and being a surprise Since team. we are talking about their terrible division, did you guys see the move the Texans made? No. Rex Burkhead? Oh. Adding Rex Burkhead to the backfield. So He's now the guy I've always liked. They have. Ever that. gotten like a That's an impressive team. backfield they're building from <laughs> 17 like years ago. Let me, let me name them. It's now Rex Burkhead, Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, David Johnson, <laughs> and Philip Lindsay is the youngest one at age 27. Wow. <laughs> wow. So That's what they're going to end up doing? Yeah, I know you didn't think he was that old, or I didn't think he was. Why that is there old. four? Yeah. Of them but it makes though. sense. He got out of college <laughs> like, at twenty-four, why is there four probably. Of them now, 24, 23. 
I mean, the Texans are going to be an interesting fantasy destination. Before the show started, I was talking about how much I love Brandon Cooks this year. Even though they're ugly, someone's got to score fantasy oh, points if, for if them. Watson I mean, is playing, Cooks moves in close to my top 15 wide receivers. Like, but even that's without, how good like, he will be. Even without, they have Tyrod. And Tyrod is, like, not good, but he's not awful enough to totally sink you know, their right, one Right now, right his now. Eight, eight, Cooks ADP is... Uh, Wide receiver forty six, I think, and that's just absurd. Mm-hmm. Even with Tyrod, he he's always produced he's if always he's healthy, producing, and he's always bouncing around. Granted, teams. I won't reach on him, but I'm saying like he should be closer into the thirties. Lost Will Fuller. They basically have no one but him. I mean, but to be honest, whenever that time comes when you're looking at your draft, you're like, oh my god, it's the eighth round. Brandon Cooks is still here. You know, it's a value. The only decision you have to make at that point is that inner monologue with yourself because you're telling yourself. Do not do it. Don't mm. draft the Texans player. Boy, I don't know. I think he's going to be this? my favorite I like, actually flex really, option. You know, he's just because like, he's so cheap. He, like, two, the guy was great. He yeah, was drafted he in the first great. round. Was great with the Saints. Was great with the uh, Patriots. With the Patriots. Was great I don't. It's the weirdest the Rams thing. Before he he's had has a thousand yards like almost every year of yeah. his career. It's nuts. It's, it is bizarre. I like him. I just don't know um, if I could bring myself to do it come draft day. I'll do and it. I think I'll that's pretty If I did too, I would never watch a text. I would never watch a Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. You can't turn that on. Never. It's going to be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Are we going to even try with their running backs? I don't want any part of it. We're not even no. going to take a shot on it. Maybe, really maybe David know. Johnson in the 10th or something uh, mm-hmm. because he's probably still going to be the starter and mm-hmm. just like a, a backup guy. Who, Agreed. If I had to pick, it'd be David that Johnson. Is, they have an outrage. That's an outrageous situation. Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like unreason. It's Philip Lindsay who's good, and David Johnson who's good, and Mark Ingram who's a big name, and Rex Burkhead who I've always thought just didn't get a fair shake. Like I don't want any part I of know. them if, ever. If David Johnson does get cut, do the Bucks look at him because of Bruce Arians drafted him? I wouldn't hate it. I mean, but I, I think Mark Ingram gets cut before David. They just well, extended. David's getting paid the most, so they well, we know they, they can't if they cut can get Lindsay, off because he's the he's the young guy. Yeah, and he's actually <laughs> he's probably the, the best man. guy. Um, all right. Let's uh, stop talking about that shit-ass team, and let's <laughs> move on to the mock draft part of the show. Where we, we are, make a sick team. Exactly. We are all actually going to do this mock together. We're teaming up at pick five, and we are going to go through and make selections. We're each going to make one in a row. So Pat's going to choose the first pick of five, then Tyler, then Mike, then me. So I'll be the fourth-round pick of five. So... We're going to do it that way and see what kind of team we can build. We'll all discuss on who we want at that pick, and then we'll uh, whoever has the board at the time gets to make the final selection. So, Pat, you want to kick us off at pick five? First four picks went Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley. Also, this is a PPR draft. One quarterback, two wide receiver, two running back, two flexes, tight end, defense kicker. Um, so that's how we're going to do it. I think six bench spots, but we'll uh, – We'll kick it off here with Pat. What do you want to do here at pick five, man? Uh, so do you guys have any issues with the top four players that were taken? Uh, nope. McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Barkley. No, I think that's going to be more or less how it shakes out. I know out you don't like drafts. my dog Kamara. Yeah, I mean, I no. like let's, him. Let's not I've get him two years in a row. Let's not get on a big. <laughs> I'm just nervous about no, I agree. the two worst quarterbacks in the league being his quarterback this year. But. What? It I'm, is. I'm fine with one and two, three and four. I'm fine with, but I could also see three and four going easily. Derrick Henry, Zeke, mm-hmm. any any combo of those guys. The weirdest thing about it is that Team Three's name is Ezekiel twenty nine yeah. seventeen, and Zeke. They didn't draft him. They took Kamara. Yeah, but is that someone we're looking at at pick five, Zeke, but over Derrick Henry, Pat? What do you think? So for me, since I hold all the power, you do. There are two. There are three players. Only, only that I'm looking at here. 
Two of them are workhorse running backs. We know how important it is to stabilize your team with that. Agreed. And then we know how much Pat loves a workhorse with a solidified handcuff. Because then your, your running back spot is locked in for the entire year with Camara. It was Latavius Murray for me. So here we have Zeke. Uh, he is going middle to late first. And I think this is people being short-sighted and looking at last season Prisoner as of the disappointment. Moment. Prisoners of the moment where Dak left and it was just this carousel of mediocrity uh, with my guy Andy Dalton. And, and Zeke struggled. The whole team really did, though. Mm-hmm. With Dak back, Tyler has his his points of Zeke's trajectory when Dak before before Dak got hurt, and it was a high trajectory. Was yeah, he was averaging points. like ninety five yards rushing a game. Like he was getting catches. Yeah, it was like twenty five fantasy points a week or something. So yep, he was looking incredible. good. Um, so I I am I am very 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 okay with Zeke being like a top three guy this year. He is a workhorse on one of the strongest offenses in the league that should do well. Yep. Also, I love Aaron Jones. All right. Aaron Jones has ever done is finish top five, top two, two years ago. Nothing changes for Aaron Jones if Aaron Rodgers returns. I know that's a big if, but as we creep closer into August and September, we're in June now, mm-hmm. it's more and more likely that Rodgers is going to return. He's not going to be traded and start on another team right now, I don't think. The other option is maybe he sits out for the season. At his age, a lost season like that could be detrimental. That's a good point. Unless he just retires. Right. Uh, So otherwise, I think Rodgers comes back. And then with that, I'm okay with Devontae Adams. If you want Devontae here, I could see it happening. Over Aaron Jones. I could see it happening. Either one, yeah, yeah. To me, though, it is more important. Aaron Jones scares me in in a little bit of the same Dalvin Cook way where – he, he seems to get nicked a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a smaller guy too, and I don't like that. I don't. And I don't. I do. He is a little, a little more. In, in the first round, I tell you all. I all I really care about. You cannot screw up your first round pick. So I don't. Th- everyone says this. You you might not be able to win your league in the first round. You can, you can lose butcher it. it. Yeah. You can butcher your season, and if the way to avoid it to just at least stay in the playoff hunt is is to go for safety. Zeke is probably the safest player in fantasy football the past few years. He doesn't get hurt. He's consistent. His his contract is high, and his, his role is well carved out. Aaron Jones with the Dalvin Cook-esque nicks and bruises scares me. He does have the handcuff. What's his name? Uh, uh, Dylan. Dylan. Quadmaster. Quadmaster Dylan. So <laughs> that part is safe. But for me... This was a long-winded way. I want a workhorse. I want safety, and I want a handcuff. Zeke is screaming. Hit sure. it on the hit it on the iPad there, Pat, and we'll I, get that. I, I like Wait, it. Does Tyler the agree? only alternative yeah. I, I have in mind is Derrick Henry, but I mean, it's like nothing you said about Zeke is wrong. So he's he's feels pretty safe yeah, this year. And, and with uh, Zeke too, steadily over the last three years, his catches have kind of gone up. His mm-hmm. targets have gone up. And last year in the five games with Dak, he had twenty-four receptions um, in that time span. Yep. yep. Um, he had the targets to match. He had six touchdowns in that time span. I mean, their defense is still bad, so it's the same principle. And they're, all uh, of those games were high-scoring games where they're just—they're not even playing from behind in a lot of it. They're competitive. Um, their schedule is good. Is so they, they start off against the Bucks, which is semi-tough, but the rest of the division is pretty soft against the run, or at least vulnerable. And then also, there's a report today that. Tyron Smith, their left tackle, yep. is feeling like he's young again. Like wow. he said, his neck's feeling good. When he's healthy, he is like the best left tackle. And in Zach the Martin is going to be back this year as well. They've they've got a lot of pieces back on the O line. So yep, I like and, it. And the the 
the projections that some of these programs do is, is so absurd. Like, to have Derrick Henry projected for 2021 at 333 points, Tyreek Hill at 329, and Devontae Adams at almost 360, and then they drop Zeke to 224, does anyone here actually believe that he the gap is that big? Right. Because if we believed it, we would never pick him. Right. We would never do this. That if you're gonna, you, you need to know what you're doing, and, and not just let the pressure of the, the, the time clock get you to use their trajectory. So I'm gonna go Zeke. There we go. I like it. I like it a lot. Look at he those is, nose rings. He is an unattractive man. He's though. got yeah. four nose rings. Got one in the middle. Don't have, we don't have to wait till it gets cold out for our first round pick to be good. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Positive. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at Henry's schedule, and it is nice, but you yeah, know. Michael Thomas went early. All right. So after Zeke. Devontae Adams went reasonable. Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown. Holy smokes. Justin Jefferson in the first round. Well, we should point out, yeah, that this the pro, the thing we're doing our mock on sometimes does have a little bit of wacky results. It yeah. does get a little wacky sometimes. So some of these ones will be a little bit out of the blue. Michael Thomas to start the second round. Then Diggs as like the fifth receiver off the sixth receiver off the board. That's a little crazy. D.K. Metcalf. Then Aaron Jones. If you're getting Aaron Jones in the middle of the second round, congratulations. Hell yeah. Travis Kelsey after that. Calvin Ridley. Then D-Hop. Um, Tyler. Second round. And it is your pick. You're on the clock. All right. So we have uh, one running back out of the way. Um, kind of while I'm starting to look at some of these prospects here, uh, I just want to hear your guys' opinions on how you prefer to start your drafts. Do you guys like to double up on running back? Do you like the split approach? Best player available? Best player available. What do you guys typically look for? I typically... I used to be in PPR. I wanted like three straight receivers. In the last couple of years, if I can get two great running backs to start, I'll figure a receiver out later. It didn't really work out for me last year because my receiver to figure out later was Kenny Galladay, and he didn't play all season. So here I would – what running backs do we have? So, yeah, on the board right now, according to this, we've got top players on the board, Nick Chubb, Darren Waller, Pat Mahomes, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Allen Robinson. Um, Najee Harris as well. I yeah. am a big believer in that kind of tight end thing. Second round's a little too rich for me to to do the Waller or Kittle. If it was Kelsey here, I would have no no issues doing yeah, it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Waller, I'm really more comfortable with like that value in the third round if he was there. So I'm going to pass on the tight end. Obviously, I'm not interested in the quarterback. So just between um, receivers and running backs, receiver-wise, Keenan, I'm not fully sold on. Not in the second. Terry McLaurin, yeah, I'm probably going to go running back here, and I've already seen who it's going to be. Um, I know some of these might get disagree with you. I mean, we do have the Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson kind of flyer, even the Najee oh, Harris. Oh, see, I'm, I'm a Cam Akers guy here. I got him rated ahead of both those guys, ahead of them, Chubb um, and Joe Mixon. But Joe Mixon's going to be my pick. Okay. Um, I just think he's in for a massive workload. But Najee Harris. Um, we yeah. can't, so we're not going to take like Najee because of – the reasoning he won't be here in the real draft. Like we're not going to. Yeah, be I mean, there, there's this always feels like right around where Mixon will probably end up. Correct. Going. Yes. There's there's always a chance, but with Geo out of town, um, it's not even that Geo stole the passing work. It's how many snaps Geo stole as a, as a total. And their coaching staff has again been very big on this year that Mixon. Would you take Mixon, Mixon ahead of Nashi? Uh, that's a tough one, boy. I, I had that. I, I had that okay. debate last night with myself. So, yeah, somewhat, someone. Yeah, I mean, it's just right here. I mean, you see it as I pulled it up right there. When asked about the Bengals' plan for which tailback to use third downs, offensive coordinator Brian Callahan responded that he doesn't want Joe Mixon to leave the field. Um, they don't have better options behind him. Right. Um, they, with Gio Bernard, I can see why, you know, 
that was actually a thought process in their mind. I can't see that being a thought anymore. Um, I really think he's a guy that's in in line for 300 plus touches. Um, All right, I love it. Um, health's kind of the big the big one there. Next picks uh, off the board. So we started two RB, then went Najee Harris, Nick Chubb, Darren Waller, Travis Etienne in the second round. Third round begins. George Kittle, Cam Akers, Keenan Allen, Pat Mahomes right before us. Um, we could have taken him there in the third. I don't mind Mahomes in the third. But and, uh, my other thought process with the Mixon, again, it doesn't have to be Mixon, but the two running backs early, especially when you get guys that are guaranteed touches like the yep. crop of backs we had, is because of now with Mike on the clock here, when you look at those receivers, there's still some big-name receivers, some yep. dominant wide receivers that can potentially be top top. 10, Great top start 10. for us. Zeke, Joe Mixon, I love it. This, is usually, this works out perfect because this is usually how I like to draft. I like to get those two workhorses. It gives me a ton of peace of mind, even though uh, it didn't work out for me last year. Um, but, yeah, so like a guy like Antonio Gibson here, I don't think he's going to last year in our draft, certainly. Uh, no. I mean, he's yeah, going to go in the second round most he's likely. Not, he's not going to last in our draft. Either. Yeah, so I'm looking pretty much exclusively at wideout here. I want to get one of these top wideouts. Um, we're Would looking you at, consider Terry, or, uh, Clyde Edwards in your flex here? Um, no, probably not. I still have some concerns about Clyde's like ultimate ceiling. Like I feel like he has a good floor. I just don't know, like RB2 floor, I just – don't I can't see him getting into the top twelve. I don't know. At really? the end of the day, no matter how crazy he's running, when Andy Reid looks at that play sheet, Pat I got Mahomes. fucking Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is the first name that pops in his head. I do I love C E H. I do like uh, the value in the third. They learned something at the, especially at the end of last they season. Start, and, and they beefed up their O line across the board. Like they're going to be see tough where in the you trenches. can't see Clyde going into the top twelve. I see a situation where he is top five, like Kareem Hunt status. If he, you're saying at the end of the season. Yeah, like he'll yeah. Kareem Hunt's a good point. Yeah, that's a good where point. He finishes where, where we were used to taking and seeing Kareem Hunt finish. Um, I would, for me, I love. I think it's a problem with me where in the back in the day I used to load up on three receivers, and now I'm like, let me just get three workhorse running backs. Yeah. And with Joe Mixon's injury history, literally every single year, it would make me feel nice to have Clyde. But I understand seeing these receivers, your thought process. Too. And this is a this is where Clyde's going to probably end up going. I mean, let's look at these. Re- I mean, these receivers. When we come back up, uh, I know it's tough because there's. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with a wide out here. I'm gonna go with our guy Chris Godwin. He's my top Bucks wide out. This lets me formally put that into the 4A. We don't know where Julio's going to go. Oh, boy, but Terry McLaurin is there, too. Yeah, so McLaurin's the one that sticks out, but I agree with you, though. Like, Allen Robinson, we still don't really know what Justin Fields or if it's going to be Andy Dalton. Right. Um, Julio, you know, you might draft him. If you are doing drafts early, he might go somewhere that just isn't a good It's fit. impossible to say, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Terry oh, Godwin. Boy. Or you could do, What do you guys think you, between Terry and Godwin? Give me your picks there. You could do – Clyde and then get Godwin. Now I'm not going to take Clyde because I just personally it's, it's my pick and I don't see between the Terry and yeah. Godwin I go Godwin. Yeah, I think I would. I mean, yep. for as much as Chris Godwin's got AB Gronk and Mike Evans to worry about, you know, Terry now has the most competition of his. Hey, career scroll well, down. What there. other receivers are there? So we're looking at Robert Woods, Deontay, DJ Moore. Very interesting. He's very interesting. DJ Moore is extremely interesting here. Just um, out of curiosity, if we didn't take Zeke in the first. Um, let's say we took Henny. C.D. Lamb. Would C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper enter the conversation for you at all? C.D. Lamb is high, higher on my uh, rankings than Amari Cooper. Cooper this year. I don't know if that's wow. hot or not, but I just love Lamb so much. He was dominant when DK or when uh, Dak was playing yeah. last year. Um, I like – so for what it's worth, this might 
I like Mike Evans more than Chris Godwin. Right. Yeah. We're, we're definitely going to have that debate at some point. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same with that, mm-hmm. but I again have them like back to back in mind. So yeah. I have yeah. no issues with the with the Godwin pick here. So yeah, uh, I'm just going to punch in Chris Godwin, man. I think I, like I think he's going to be consistent every week, regardless of yep. how many mouths there are to feed. He was yeah. the target monster in the playoffs. He just had a bunch of unlucky drops. He which are the, not his thing. Like he, he had before the playoffs, he had the least drops in there, the entire there, NFL. There's something to that too, you know. Taking a guy like Zeke, and if Mixon can stay healthy, a guy like Mixon, two guys that are going to get workloads, and then a consistent wide wide receiver one. Yeah, Godwin we can was the take some shots later on in the draft. The twelfth most consistent wide receiver last year was Godwin. Evans was farther up in the twenties. He had a bunch of dud games, but. Godwin it. was at a wide receiver one or two fifty percent of the time he played. I think it helps build a solid, like, consistent foundation. Yeah, PPR. Now, it's, it's they nice. were already gone. They went at the second-to-last pick of the second round and the first pick of the third round. But if Kittle or Waller were there, would they have been your pick? It just goes sort of against the way I draft, you know? Yeah. And so, and that's where it gets tough. It's not necessarily a bad move, but it's just when I'm on the clock, it's I can't get It's like doesn't work right in my brain. I'm, I'm a, Trust me, I'm the same. Like I, those guys are going to be good every week, especially Waller. We need to think of Waller like we think of Kelsey, and that he and that, is their yeah. number one receiver Correct. every single play. And um, if Kittle is stays healthy, he's going to break a record. Yes, you know what I mean. So you, 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 the upside of Kittle is so it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But last year I took Kittle twice. It was the first time I took an early tight end. We know how that worked out. So uh, fuck. That's the thing. <laughs> Once it rubs you wrong, that's it. I'm way, done. That's it. You're okay. out. That's so but if you can get Kittle in your tight end spot and you can have him for. 80% of the games, it's such a disadvantage. Uh, so oh, it man. looks like after Godwin, we had Gibson, Swift, CEH, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Julio, Cooper to end the third. Then in the fourth round, Robert Woods, Miles Sanders, DJ Moore, Mike Evans, CD Lamb, God, if you Deontay get DJ... Johnson, Dak Prescott at the 407, and Luke, you are on the clock at DJ Moore and Mike Evans in the fourth is... That's incredible. DJ Nothing Moore has is getting... changed for Mike Evans, and he was taken in the second round last year. Mm-hmm. Actually, the only thing that changed is that we saw he could do it with Tom Brady. Yep. And so, like, that's so beautiful. DJ Moore in the fourth, I, I think he needs to be a third-round draft pick. Same I think right. he's going to be awesome. I agree awesome. with you. He's been awesome. Every time now, he's been on the field, he's been he's awesome. Clo- he needs to, I'm taking him over DK Metcalf. Like, see, exactly. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I'll, I prop, but exactly. He needs to be talked about. In, he needs to be talked about in that category of players, basically. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree with that, and now it is my pick in the fourth round. Sitting here, best players available. Wait, Luke, what does our team look like so far? Oh, yeah, our team is um, Zeke, Zeke <laughs> Joe Mixon, and um, Chris, Godwin. Chris Godwin we just drafted. I would lo- I'd, I'd love that trio. Love we, that start. We built um, that solid foundation, Luke, so I think you're, you might be in a position where you maybe take our first big hitter. You know, I looked at uh, well, a lot who, of stuff. Who's on there, Luke? And I think the top guy available is who I like the most with J.K. Dobbins. I that gives you, us our third running back. Yep. I know you guys aren't huge on him, but in the fourth round, getting another running back to build that depth, um, that is so important. Yep. Can you just take Chris, Chris Carson instead? I I don't want to take Chris Carson instead because he gets hurt a lot. And I personally think J.K. is better, and he's on a better rushing offense. They are the number one rushing offense every year. He's going to get opportunity. Um, yes, we'll get vultured by Lamar and Gus sometimes, but For J.K. Team, Dobbins our third running back. as yeah. a third RB is yeah. nasty start. Yeah, I could go Cooper Cup at the wideout position or Adam Thielen or Tyler Lockett, Kenny G, Juju, T. Higgins, but all those guys are pretty good, and I probably can get one of them in the next round, or Pat will be up, but... Uh, tight ends available, TJ Hawk. That's probably more of a fifth, sixth round pick for me. And quarterback, I don't usually take until a couple 
couple more rounds, not round four. Boy. So, and where, well, where, where we are here, though, uh, depending on if we looked at if anyone's taken – I guess who's the only one off the board? Mahomes is the only one off the board I right think now. so, yeah. And I don't see Lamar. He was, yeah, he was there. there. Do you so guys, is Dak still there? Dak is gone. I think Dak might be gone, yeah. I am ultimately with Luke, but I think it's it's very interesting, some of so those quarterbacks. So it's just Mahomes and Dak that have gone. So just out of curiosity, can we figure out what teams took Dak in? Uh, um, Ron, yeah, I rosters. can look in a little bit. I don't see an option for it on the Click app. rosters, top left. Rosters, okay. And then go to the other to the teams, yeah. Oh, geez, which one took them, though? Yeah, <laughs> that's a problem. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious about, like, the in-between our picks. You know, if maybe two quarterbacks have gone, you know, there could be one of those top guys still there when we pick next. Okay, we're not going to do that. Uh, we'll do that. In oh, a little look, bit. Dak oh, just went right before. Waddle, right? waddle. Dak was the last pick. Okay, okay, we'll check what he's got. He has Dak, Antonio Gibson, Devonte Adams, D Hop. That's sick. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a pretty sick start. Honestly, he's going to have whack running backs by the time he right. Yeah. He better hope nothing happens to Antonio but, Gibson. Yeah, that That's the price out. you pay. That plan goes out the window though because he was before our pick. So mm-hmm. I am taking. Do you guys prefer Chris Carson, David Montgomery, or J.K. Dobbins? For me, personally, it's Chris Carson. His workload is pretty much guaranteed. He stayed fairly healthy last year. I like Seattle as a team, and I think it's easier to uh, to get his handcuff. But, well, I guess J.K. Dobbins, you could get his handcuff too. That's yeah, true. I, 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 yeah. do, I do think Montgomery and Carson are a little safer, but I like, I like going with Dobbins there because of the fact we talked about that he'll get his rushing his rushing yards. Right. I think if the touchdowns are there, it could be, you know, a nuclear year. And if for whatever reason there is some pass catching work to go around, it could be even even bigger. So I think he's got that pop potential, but that safety that safety floor. And My concern about his uh, about Dobbins had been goal line, but he did have nine rushing touchdowns last year in limited work. So yeah. I mean, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dobbins also has the best probably handcuff in the game. I think Gus sure. is probably arguably the best handcuff right now as a uh, like actual talent. The guy's really good at running the ball. He sure. d- he gets very good rushing yards. So um Pat, you are back up in the 5th round after I took JK Dobbins as our third running back, Cooper Cup, Josh Allen, Adam Thielen, Chris Carson ended round 4, round 5 starts Jamar Chase. Man. Round 5 starts Jamal Chase, Kenny G, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews. Man, I wanted Ken Gulley here. I wanted Jamar Chase. I wanted Jamar Chase as well. I thought he was going to make Chase is going to be one of my favorite picks. So this we're year. at we're at three running backs. Damn, Tyler Lockett. So I assume we're looking wide receiver, tight end, QB as our options here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys are going to want to do the the wide receiver. Probably not going to want to do tight end. Hawk Dog is there, but if we go to those quarterbacks, man, Lamar and Kyler Murray. Fifth round. Fifth round. This is where I'm Beautiful. usually begin to be comfortable with the quarterback. And the, the, my only thing here is that if you take either one of them, you do have some leeway because there's been three quarterbacks taken before them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kyler, uh, boy, that, Lamar probably will not end up. I don't think either Lamar or Kyler will end up being here in most drafts. Maybe most, Lamar. Maybe Lamar, yeah. But, I mean, God, he's such a fan. When he's on the field, he's such a cheat code. The, he's a fantasy goldmine. He is. I mean, Man, I don't care about any of these receivers. Yeah, those receivers. So, you want to hear what happens, man. Too? That's last, part of the draft. The last eight games of the year, so not even taking the 16 because it was established that Lamar started slow, picked it up towards the end, and we still talk about how he was actually good the entire time. Um, the last eight games of the year, Lamar Jackson finished as the QB one like three times. I know who we're taking. The QB two like four times, and then his <laughs> other game was a QB three. Love um, it. So he finished on a tear. All but right. This, what is, do you got, this is all being cute. We're taking Mike Davis here. 
I, uh, we have to take him. You want to do two running back flex? <laughs> yes, bro, Four because he is a workhorse in the fifth round staring us down. He is a workhorse. Like, Just, in your flex, would you rather have Tyler Mike Lockett? Davis? Tyler, well, Tyler Lockett is going to be your receiver. No, he'll be our second. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, true. But, true. yeah, I guess. So, Tyler Lockett is the guy I was looking at. I was looking at Lockett. If, to the uh, to the kingdom out there as well. We do uh, we did this format based on our on our home league, which is a one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, it's one the tight own, end. It's the best a, format. A double flex, mm-hmm. uh, and that flex can be running back, wide receiver, or tight end. So we do have an extra flex position that we we do need to fill. Um, so that is why we can afford to go like that extremely thing, heavy. On these so receivers I, are tough. They're to tough. Rely on but for wide but let me tell two. you this: Would you feel comfortable with Mike Davis? in your flex as a workhorse and then coming back and sticking former Hall of Famer Brandon Cooks. I like Robbie Anderson, too, a lot late uh, late there, too. But it's like... Uh. I probably should have took Cooper Cup and then we took Mike Davis right here. I think right. we'd feel that a lot been more good. comfortable with that. But yeah. it didn't work out that way. And we've and still got Antonio Brown later, Marvin Jones. We have guys... Mike Williams... Uh, yeah. There was a note. We left him out of news and notes. So, there was a great news so and note on him. So let's just play. I'm a massive Mike Davis fan. You know this, Patrick. Yes. We are in this together. Yes. But my only thing I'm going to leave here is at the end of the season, how many more points is Lamar Jackson going to have than Mike Davis? Oh, Not, that's definitely true. I think the yeah. difference between Lamar. So I think the difference between Mike Davis and the next running back is going to be bigger than like the difference between Lamar and Aaron Rodgers. Does that make sense? It, it does in a sense. But I think we, the cost can you click over to the running back uh, tab real quick just to get a look at some of the other guys around? I mean, yeah, that's surprising that they've got, I guess, Davis lower than guys like Gaskin and Hunt. Yeah, later on for our for, – uh, There is not it a – It just kind of clashes. I think we can wait and get Mike Davis in the next round if we go Yeah, actually, that's probably We true. could, you're right, but yeah. – for our, for what it's worth, in our league, Mike Davis won't be here. Right, he right. will not be here. Yeah, so we shouldn't take him then. I agree. <laughs> he won't be here. Um, okay, I guess so let's play. Demont in the fifth round is ridiculous that, that is, too. That, is, <laughs> that he's even there. That is fair though that we did do that with Najee Harris. Yeah. Okay. okay so yeah. True, I, true. For what it's worth, it, I literally would be ripping out of my skin if Mike Davis was here in the fifth. Sure. We agree that he's not, as a workhorse in early September. He's not going to be in the fifth round. Uh, I'm not interested myself in a quarterback right now. I took an early quarterback. I know it was way earlier. It was in the third round last year. I never want to do that again. Yeah. I just Fifth round to me is still too early. For the quarterbacks, I'm good with Kyler. I'm good with Lamar. I'm good with Russell Wilson. I'm good with Aaron Rodgers. I'm good with Herbert. I'm good with Tom Brady. I'm good with Stafford. I'm good with... Wait, you skipped the guy. I don't like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know something? I'm uh, literally good with riding with Brian Tannehill, who gets no no respect. Oh, don't click drafts. Year after year. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, going down that list, that's, it really does. Yeah, it makes it tough to take a QB. So early. for me, we played it safe. Zeke, safe. Joe Mixon, heavy workload. Chris Godwin, heavy targets. J.K. Dobbins, great talent. We're hoping breaks out. Let's pair that breakout with, with a guy who's a little more boom and bust, but... I like Tyler Lockett. I love Tyler Lockett. I like For him. all the reasons you listed, we've got the established consistency. Lockett gives you that 40-point upside any given Lock week. It up. Lockett can completely go off. I think that's a perfect And with pick. DK's newfound greatness, he's comes, never going to see a good corner. Comes the top corners. Yep. It comes Jalen every time who's yep. going to shut him down every time. We've seen it happen 
time and time Lockett again. was on fire last year until he hurt his knee. Uh, it was a subtle injury. A lot went under the radar, but he fell off a cliff after the knee. This injury. is a team well, of big names, right? Hit the, now. Hit the draft be, log real quick. I'm going to be real quick on this, Luke. You want to hit these for me? Real yeah. Quick? Uh, after Tyler Lockett in the fifth goes T.J. Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, Juju Smith-Schuster, T. Higgins, Mike Davis, David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin to finish the fifth. Scroll up for me, Tyler. Uh, to start the sixth round, Kyler Murray, Cortland Sutton, Chase Edmonds, DJ Chark, Devontae Smith, Odell Beckham Jr., and Josh Jacobs in the sixth. We are up. Um, what are so we yeah, thinking? So we've got now uh, a roster that we're starting to fill out. We've got Zeke, Mixon, Godwin, Lockett, Dobbins. We're looking for another flex. We're looking for a tight end. Um, but I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. Um, we're in the sixth round, and... I'm going to go ahead. Oh, but are we obeying the rule of he's never, never going to be here, though? So the only reason I'm going to say there's I, a chance I think he, he has might a chance. be here he is might be because here. of the stink he put around himself last season. Oh, man. If this, enough people listen to this pod, this, this will fake, not happen, though. I'll make stink. sure of it. <laughs> but I agree with you. I'm going to no, go th- out. No, you could take him. You're right. If you're going to stink, then yeah, that's good enough I think there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely I'm going to go out on my hot take here and just well, get out of the way A lot of people like now. waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my QB rankings that I was doing. and uh, Lamar Lamar's Jackson, number two for Lamar me. Lamar Jackson's my QB one. Oh. Um, well, I that. think he's going <laughs> to. God, why do you sit? No one's going to listen to a single okay, thing. Okay, so said, again. Why not, though? I mean, it's. Eight weeks of the season, no quarterback averaged more points per game than Lamar Jackson. You guys are biased against Lamar, and I'm just going to say, you two are hopelessly biased against Lamar. I have him at three. Right. I'm not, I'm you guys are high. very biased. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because anytime the pressure's been on and teams have coordinated against Lamar, he has sucked. Does that matter he, in fantasy football? Who cares? He plays so like. He's we, getting we're not more using more, him in the playoffs. It's just that every, we're not using him in the NFL every playoffs. every passing no. season, he's been more and more figured out. He was bad last year. I know at the end, things kicked up. That The whole team went on a crazy run last year. That kind of doesn't make. Did they make the playoffs? Phenomenal schedule playing Dallas and teams like that. Yeah. But. I am on Lamar Jackson. He's my quarterback three right now. He's phenomenal. He averaged, I He's think, 30.2 it was the last six it's weeks the of the season. Better. That's all I needed to hear. Top five. He is yeah, a top so five guy for me. Yeah. But, but like Russell Wilson no is right matter, there for me. No so matter what, his rushing is going to be there. Yeah. Right. We all, we all know that for a fact. So the now question is his passing. No, I love, he has I love to do. He had what 26 we, last year. We, all he has to do is get like 30. What do we cape for for guys like Aaron Rodgers year after year? Even though the guy has Devontae Adams the third two. What do we cape for year after year? Get the guy a weapon. Get the guy a weapon. Well, the Ravens went out. Brought in Sammy Watkins. Oh, baby. They went out in the first round and drafted Rashad Bateman. Oh, studly. <laughs> well, I hate to break I'm this. just kidding. Man. I hate to break this to you, but I like the pick. Out of college, you know who was uh, more favorable for the NFL, Rashad Bateman or Devontae Adams? Rashad Bateman. Devontae and Adams you guys a, laughed a, when I said that Sammy product. Watkins was a massive upgrade on Willie Sneed. That is totally true. That's <laughs> true. way better than Willie Sneed. They also followed it up. He's also fourth, an upgrade over the water boy. In the, that they fourth round, <laughs> in the fourth round, they brought in a guy in Tylen Wallace who legitimately has one of the best statistic college football seasons in the history of football. So couple that now with a guy like Hollywood Brown, who, again, I've been preaching on. And you know what? I'm going to go back to that statement where I said you can start Hollywood Brown week one. I'm going to triple up on that. <laughs> Hollywood Brown, Here you can go. start. I mean, there's, their, their passing schedule for the, the first like nine weeks of the season it's very is good. cake. Do you yep. care that it's we just drafted cake. both of Baltimore's running backs, though? No. In I fact, I think we it's... Just, we just drafted... Oh, yeah, we just we drafted, drafted the best rushing team back in the league. To we took runners. J.K. Dobbins' handcuff. I love it. I actually love it. I think we've cornered the market on the top rushing team in the yeah. entire NFL, you know? It's I not mean, a bad start. Um, I love so what you're about to do here, Mick. You think what? You, yeah, tight end, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we're in round seven right now. We've got Lamar at QB, Ezekiel Elliott, Joe Mixon, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, J.K. Dobbins. So we're lacking in the receiver department. 
And we're all on board here. Tanyan's the guy, right? <laughs> now, that's where the debate comes in. So, I mean, the receivers we're looking at here are the, are the likes of Brandon Cooks, who we do like. He'd be a good, a fine flex. Jerry Judy, Jarvis Landry, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Parker, Marquise Brown. So it's just Ooh, like – I like Michael Pittman later. I do oh. like Pittman later too, yeah. Um, so right now I think there's still an opportunity to get a top 12 tight end. I mean, absolutely, because we're looking at Kyle Pitts most likely. Do we think Kyle Pitts will be here in the real draft? I think there's a chance. I, 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 I mean, in so. a lot of people's drafts, I would yeah. have, Maybe I not ours. I personally would never take him before here. Before, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. if history tells us anything, you shouldn't take him here sure. either. However, I'm projecting him for an Evan Ingram type of rookie season where he's going to get funneled targets and down. I'm, I'm saying the, he's going to have the greatest rookie tight end season ever. And so I love team, him at tight end when four. When you look at the team we've built so far, really our only inconsistent popper is, is the guy like Lockett. Right. We know how the tight end market is anyways. None of these guys are going to be a top 12 tight end every single game of the season. So then We're why don't we wait? I think Pitts will be a so top that, 12. That's my point Pitts is, is the if, only if one. If we're going to take a flyer – on someone that could go nuclear at the tight end position. Keep scrolling down for me. There's also Tyler Higby late, and Tyler Higby is a huge sleeper tight end this year. They got rid of Gerald Everett. Matt Stafford loves throwing to the tight end. Pick, you know who's the biggest sleeper tight end? Who? Our guy. Adam Trotman. Fersker. Oh, yes, Anthony Ferkser. probably yep. like 10 rows down. Here. They've got Ferkser, very Look low boy. But I'm, I have big beef with the consensus tight end rankings. Huge, huge beef. Yeah. We'll get into in the rankings. After episode, tight but. end seven, it's like, whoa, It's anybody could be in. So basically what yeah. we're here, what, let me just. Oh, uh, Kareem Hunt is still on the board. <laughs> you know I love Kareem. You know to me he, he is, is just 1B. To, to Nick the Chubb. Last, um, the system we're using wants us to take him at 89%. Oh, my God. I didn't even know on, he go was. To, go to all, though. Go to all. Go to all. Says. So, yeah, it's Cooks and Hunt. and then, So, basically, I'm, what I'm down between is Cooks, Hunt, and Pitts. Yes. And so, the positional need obviously says Cooks. The safety says Hunt because you lock down your running backs all season and when you would gut, have the your, sickest running backs. And our gut so, says we don't have to watch Houston if we don't take Cooks. True. How and about, Pitts so, is this mental awesome. exercise is what I always like to do. Do you think the difference – so we're basically feeling either tight end or flex. Right. Do you think the difference between Kareem Hunt and the next available flex is bigger than Kyle Pitts and the next whatever tight end we pick in the tight end slot? And the truth is I think the Kareem Hunt pick is more valuable. I think it would cost more to replace – his value than it would to replace Kyle Pitts because I'm, I'm the worst one. one possible to be up now because Hunt probably is the right move, but I just can't, I don't I don't really? know. Oh, see, I love him. So but that's why. you're right. I, I mean, I, the, the only argument is Cooks as it, it fills a positional need, and he, I think he'll probably score a really good amount of points. The other receivers we can get to fill. So I mean, he's starting for us. Kareem Hunt would be starting oh, for yeah. us. I I'm not good with that personally. Really, I would be good with Kareem Hunt as my running back too. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not down with that. No so way. I, I, I think I'm gonna have to go. Saying, Pat, but I know where Mike's head's at, and what like Luke said, like out of the guys on the list, I don't think any of those tight ends left are gonna finish as have a chance to be Kittle, Waller. And, Other than like, Pitts, right? But there, and is, I know there I can is get. A, there is a chance in the universe that someone as gifted as Pitts could do it year one. It's never been done, and let's let's end that shit. Well, so history this is changes also, a, this all the time. This is also another fun one to do. So the history of <laughs> we gotta hurry up a little bit. The history of football uh, fantasy football tight ends not doing good. Evan, Evan Ingram having the best one. Well, that's just because that's when they tracked it. Mike Ditka had over a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. Hey, there we there go. There you go, Mike so, Ditka, legend. Didn't Jeremy Shockey have the best rookie year of all time? I think uh, Shockey's another one had a crazy rookie year. I'm taking like, Kyle was... Pitts, man. I want him. Do Kyle it, man. Pitts Do it. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I think he's going to be awesome. It's and your so pick. I'm taking him, man. Yeah. 
That's all cool. right. I like him. He's... And we're working under the assumption that Julio is not going to be there this year. And so, Correct. yeah, he won't be. They're going to lead the league in pass attempts, most likely top two, them and Bengals. They're going to be up their pass attempts. Calvin Ridley is the number one receiver. Then Kyle Pitts. Then they have nothing. This is so, also another fun thought I had. Ooh, these receivers are crazy. When you look at their team, like. My bad. Can I pause you real quick? I just, before I forget, Darnell Mooney was the other Bears receiver we were trying to remember uh, earlier. He, he's the other guy that. Anyways, continue. I love me some Darnell. Yeah, yeah. I love our team. I just um, do not like taking a quarterback and tight end in the first eight rounds. But if they're going to be top five at each. Yeah, because I, you're right. Because I, last year I took a tight end late, and it was the worst experience I've ever had. Yeah. I don't or, even know uh, who it was. What I, what I was going to say is uh, I had so- this thought the other day that when you, like, absent of Julio Jones, how bad the, the Falcons are. Mm-hmm. And that is Russell Gage really the next guy up? Because they did pay a decent amount of money to Hayden Hurst. Is there a scenario where, and I'm not saying full-time, but could Kyle Pitts play more wide receiver than You're absolutely right. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but you're absolutely right. Why not? The guy played a ton of receiver. He's faster than Mike Evans out there. He's got the same physical profile as a a typical receiver. You're absolutely right. You'll probably see a lot of that. All right. I'm going to make this one pretty uh, quick. I'm going to take Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins wide receiver one. It's going to be our last flex spot. Now our starting lineup will be Lamar Jackson, Zeke Elliott, Joe Mixon, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Kyle Pitts, J.K. Dobbins. And so are you a little bit afraid of like a crowded receiver room in Miami right now? Uh, no, I'm not. I think Devontae's definitely still the wide receiver one, and Will Fuller's just a deep threat that won't be used because Tua has a noodle arm. So I, and Waddle. And Waddle. So I think Waddle's the two. Yeah, and when you look at all those guys remaining, they all kind of have, like, concerns that I don't know that they necessarily, like, I think that um, well, none of them our guy really has the fewest. Their, none of them could really be the team's number one receiver where Parker could be fully the team's right. number one. Yeah, that's How a good did, point. Uh, I love Michael Pittman, though. How did uh, Mike Williams do with Herbert? So he didn't do so hot, but here's the thing. Here's what the co- their offensive coordinator said this week is that he's – supplanted in as their starting number one X receiver. Keenan Allen's going to be moving around the slot and all over the field. So Williams is going to be their number one receiver, never coming off the field. Herbert's a good quarterback. Williams, I think, is a good sleeper this year. No one, no one's drafting Mike Williams, so you're going to be able to get him late. Yeah. And he's their number two, number two target. They lost Hunter Henry. Okay. After Devontae Parker went David Johnson, Marquise Brown, Melvin Gordon, Joe Burrow. Michael Pittman Jr., Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and Michael Gallup. I think you're going to be seeing Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones going back-to-back a lot. Yeah, I think so, too. People are going to be, like, flipping a coin, basically, on who they prefer. I want to see if you, like, stay on this player at all. Um, Because there's one guy that I see that I've become very curious about lately. Is it either Kenyon Drake or Damian Harris? It's Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I like Kenyon. Um, So I went and looked at some other stuff, and Josh Jacobs was uh, bottom. He was, like, 23rd in red zone. And a goal line rushing last year. They do percentages. not give it to him. To Kenyon crazy. Drake was top three. Yeah, he's really good on the there goal line. There is a chance. And Kenyon Drake was actually good with Gase on the goal line when he got a shot in Miami. That sounds a lot. There's a chance that he was brought in to not only take some passing down work, but to take the goal line work. And if he's got goal line and passing down work solidified, Shit. he's going to get some regular carries no matter what. Yeah. And they obviously, we talked about how much they paid him. They did give him a decent amount of money. Yep. That's true. $11 million. I've That's really true. like come around on the whole Kenyon Drake, and I think there's a there's there's a, a reasonable scenario in my head where at the end of the season he finishes above Josh Jacobs in the in the, in the rankings. I think so. I don't think it's plausible. But it's in the cards, certainly. It, it's very, it feels very Kareem Hunt, um, Nick Chubb-esque. Yeah. I agree. 
I think I prefer James Conner or Damian Harris over him in this round, but I like Kenyon. Yeah, I agree. But with Damian there, I think Damian's going to be good this year. I think the Patriots so, are going to be fine. I think so, yes. I think so, too, because they, that's their plan. Their plan is apparently to run the shit out of the football and play defense. They got no one else they can run the shit out of the ball with. Uh, Harris is a young uh, – you're right. They do have Stevenson. Yeah, who, their uh, running backs coach yep, of 24 years with Bill just came out today and said, Ramonde Stevenson is a spitting image of LeGarrette Young Blunt. Blunt. And the difference, though, they said is – He's much better in the pass in the passing down role. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely like him as a. Uh, he's going to be a. That's a, a late round. I don't think he supplants Damian Harris. Well, the path is there, though. I, I definitely yeah. we should. One definitely thing to think keep about in mind, that. everyone, is Tony Pollard needs to end up on our team at one point. Yes, so you're right. Remember that. Well, so if I had to vote here, I, here, if I had to vote here, I'd go James Conner because I, I think that Conner's going to get all of those. Well, remember, we were talking about Kenyon Drake getting a shitload of goal line. I think they're going to just give those to Connor. I mean, that's what he's—he's he's a bruiser right up the middle, um, and that the only other back they have is two hundred pound Chase Edmonds. Yes, now, and, and Kyler Murray is technically now a back, last but. last just person to throw in the mix here is Javante Williams. The mm-hmm. fact that we do mm-hmm. already have three solidified running backs. Yep. Is there any thoughts of like the stashing Javante for half the season until he possibly takes over? I, I don't like to do that. Right. But I was going to say understand. Yeah. Because. He could, it could be a J- Jonathan Taylor situation. Yeah, like he might not get work out of him until week 12. Like, this like, is the most comfortable situation I would take Williams in, like where you are stacked at running back and you can afford to not necessarily need him to play early. But yeah, I agree, here, I agree with you guys that Connor and like yeah. guys like Connor and Drake have way, and even Harris have way more. And Harris is going to get more touchdown us. upside. Also, one last, something else we should mention. If, if Mac Jones is the starter, that is huge for their huge. running backs. Huge, yeah, because Cam is their goal line back this when he's in. This is such a weird scenario for us to be in. We're in the ninth round. I hate all of the receivers, but I love Damian Harris mm-hmm. and James Conner and Kenyon Drake. And quite frankly, Zach, Zach Moss caught my eye. And like Fear of missing out on running backs is going to make a lot of these guys early, uh, go end up earlier. There's just like, no way James Conner so, realistically is here in the ninth round, right? I, well, probably early, not. There's I mean, just no way. Because I could definitely see myself taking him in the seventh round. <laughs> I was just right? about to say, like, the seventh round, I would, now, I would where, take him. With Pollard, are we worried that if we took a running back here, that we're almost forced to take Pollard the next round just based on... Oh, on you know what? Actually, in terms of roster back? space, I think you're right. We already have so many running backs. We have... Like, I do love the running backs here, but I'm worried that if we took one here... Like, we're we, going to have to take him next just to make sure we get that hand. You're right. That's but true. Like, look at the receivers. Oh, I know. They're not pretty. If I had to vote on one, I think I would take a shot on Marvin Jones. But, uh, well. I probably would, too. Where Nelson was, Aguilar is okay. Nelson Aguilar needs to get more love, definitely. He's Rugs. their number one guy easily. Um, man, these, I don't want any of these idiots. We got to speed it oh, up, Bashard boys. Perriman, uh, let's though. go to a uh, tight end real quick, just out of curiosity. My computer's dying. <laughs> We need to speed up our draft a little bit. They're all still there. Yeah, they're all still there. I mean, we could Higby do is going to be a slam. All right, pick. running back. We've debated. Uh, we'll face the Pollard situation as it comes. James yep. Conner is unequivocally, I think, the best player on the board, and I want him on my team as this probably the starter on a high scoring, like Super Bowl contending team. Absolutely. So yep. give me that. Give me and me. in their division, they play Seattle oh, twice. Bad more. run D. I mean, 
I guess Rams are. All right, tough, so but. Pollard is three away in terms of ADP on that running back board. But again, I just feel like we can't take him there because our only three wideouts are all injury prone. <laughs> God, they're all injury prone. Yeah, <laughs> we got to start building that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna punt on Tony Pollard. Maybe there's a chance he comes back in round eleven. Yeah, we have enough backs to make it alive if Zeke was to get hurt. Oh, Maybe man, it won't, this is a tough and Hopefully one, it's just not out for the season. Because I hate these receivers. <laughs> I, I don't mind Brashard Perriman. I think you can get him later. Because he's going to be the starter for Jared Goff. He has the clearest route to, to work there. I mean, um, John Brown. Henry Ruggs. These are bench guys, guys. So we're we're drafting guys with high upside. Henry Ruggs, the high upside guy. He's the number one for Las Vegas. Oh, you're Bateman. Lazard is a high upside guy. Why don't you just draft the entire Ravens offense? That that's why I won't take Bateman. (laughs) Right. I don't trust Rondell more enough at this point. I um, um, but I like him a lot. I liked um, uh, go back up there. Um. Rager is, is, is interesting. Yeah, Rager's interesting. Another thing Thanks, with that coach, the coach speak we talked about, uh, they opened practice today, and there are three wide receivers who commanded the slot all day today at practice. Number one was Greg Ward. Number two was J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Doing dumb and number, shit. And number three was Travis Fulcam. Yeah. Devontae and Rager were on the outside all day apparently today. So I don't think that means anything, but sure. I think um, the best so pick if, is McCall Hardman. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this to you guys right now because I hate this crop of receivers. I don't want to even choose from one. Give me your guys' top pick right here. Okay, Nicole Hardman is so now primed. <laughs> but if I had to pick, go down uh, one one more. Um, I think it would be Henry Lance Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. I'm yeah, I think it'd be Henry well, Ruggs. The upside is huge. He I looked good like before it. he got First hurt round last pedigree, year. Second yeah. team. Yeah, um, I like they lost Nelson Aguilar too. McCole to this me is where is you take like risks. Undra- I think McCole is undraftable. Because no. I don't think his team likes him. There was the talk of him forgetting plays in the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's talks of him not being like Rasant. I don't really – nothing is – there's not a positive thing coming out. I would rather take a guy like Perriman too. You know, yeah, give me Perriman. Ah, give me Henry cool. Ruggs. Uh, I'm going to take Ruggs. We do already have that locket with the week six bye, but with Parker and Godwin, we should be fine. And we'll add to the injury-prone uh, thing, too. <laughs> where, where did he go? Oh, Ruggs is right there. There we go. All cool. right, moving All right, on. So – I'm gonna try. We're to, in the twelfth round Nikki, now. That's a Nikki round, right there. We don't have to name the people. We we're can just move on. Yeah. So we've got. Um, is is, is our Pollard still there? Pollard's still there. So we're just gonna pencil him in. Yep. Yeah, Love that pick here. Yes. Yeah, very slid. glad that worked out. And in real life, scared, Pollard man. is not. Pollard is not gonna go before now. Like, I mean, Zeke is the is the entrenched guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe the Zeke owner bugs out and takes him a little earlier, but I don't think that's even a smart move. I mean, so now yeah. our team, uh, Lamar Jackson, Zeke, Joe Mixon, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Kyle Pitts, J.K. Dobbins, Devontae Parker. Damn, then the bench is James Conner, Henry Ruggs, Tony Pollard. James I'm going to grab another wide out. So nice. Very nice. I am going to grab uh, Nicole Hardman. I think he's got a lot of upside being now supposed to be the number two. There was talks about Brian Pringle. <laughs> I think McCole is you know, it's a risk. You, you take him. You don't start him. You see how they use him in hey. the first two the weeks. Only, and the only other guy I want to say, point out is Denzel Mims. Um, he's in line for a lot of targets. He was great last year. He's one of the only receivers to start his career with six straight games over 40 yards receiving. Crazy stat. All the other ones are amazing. So Mims is in great position for breakout this year. Okay. I really um, wanted Gus do, Edwards here. And I do like the kind of thought process we have on the, on the bench here, too, with, like, Ruggs or Meikle. Those are one, two. Of, one of those guys doesn't have to be on a roster midway through the season. Right. But if one of them hits, it's a it's huge, yep. huge for your team. I think McColl has, you know, if he 
you know, worked really hard this offseason and becomes that number two, he could be killer in, with the While the we're Chiefs. picking, let me read this stat on Mims that's going to blow your guy's mind and put him on all your radars. So, rookies since 1970 to post 40-plus receiving yards in each of their first five career games, Terry Glenn beast, Andre Johnson beast, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Terry McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb, and Denzel Mims. Do not sleep on Mims, people. That is wild. Do not sleep on Mims. Physical freak. You know, he's still there, Pat. <sighs> Who? Mims. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I am so interested in Malcolm Brown because I think he's a good running back. And, Malcolm- and I think Miles Gaskin is kind of just a nobody who did well last year, but they have nothing tied to him. He doesn't. Malcolm Brown is someone brought in who was a high pedigree guy back in the day and was in a high efficiency offense. Carry, I like carry on. That ranking is criminal it's for crazy. Brown because you're right. He is even if he's not the RB one, he's the one A probably. What if he's the starter? Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, he, what if he's it the best surprise guy in camp in yeah. preseason? I think like, Gaskin's much better, but they but, have said that they like Malcolm Brown a ton. They signed him. They have no other running backs. Um, they have Slavon Ackman. Yeah, that's true. And this is an offense, too, as evidenced by Ahmed kind of breaking out last year, that seems to be super RB-friendly. So whoever's getting the work for Miami is going to be useful in fantasy. Uh, God. And in this round, round 13, I mean, that's— You know what? Our our wide receivers are kind of scary. Tyler yeah. Lockett is boomer bust. Yeah. Henry Ruggs is boomer bust. Nicole Hardman is, I think, going to be nobody, if we're being honest. I vote Perriman here. I'm going to go Perriman. Yep. I Let me love just it. get someone who we can stick in there if things ever go around. He's the Lions wide receiver yeah. one. So, unfortunately, yep. guys, King Kingdom, we are not watching uh, Houston games this year, and but we, we <laughs> have to watch Detroit Lions games. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, Jared uh, first score just went. He was going to be my backup oh, tight end. Oh, man. man. Mims is still here. It's ECR 63. Yep. I like Mims. Who high Austin upside. Um, who else we got here? I think here? Austin Hooper. We could take the Trout God. Hope the Troutman. Uh, yep. Another smack on one of the tight ends. That's um, – how do you guys feel about QB? I mean, Tom Brady's sitting there. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. We're in round crazy. 15. He <laughs> drafted. Don't take him, though. That is so stupid. Um, and we will not allow Trevor Lawrence to be drafted this late either. He I will know go how earlier. I you guys feel about Lamar Jackson, but let's just say you were the Lamar Jackson team come draft day. Are you guys looking to add a second, or are you comfortable I with always this? want to add a second. Of every, I, I, I never want just one player for a position anymore. I ever. won't, only because where I took Lamar was too high for me to use so another roster space. I think we I need to take Mims. I do, I do agree with that. Damn, um, Josh Reynolds might be nice. Yeah, but Josh I'm Reynolds, yep. probably pull something out of my behind here. We got Terrace Marshall. I think nice Josh sleeper. Reynolds is going to be a better is a is a like comp to Mims, and I like his outlook better because I like Ryan Tannehill in that offense better as the number two guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know nothing about Sammy yet. Sam Wilson. Julio, uh, yeah. for what it's worth, it sounds like uh, the Titans Julio. are the favorite for Julio, but that's not. I mean, that's just okay. So obviously, Mims, yeah, that's an obvious. Mims is here. Do we need the receiver? Is that is that really where we're looking? We kind of. I mean, you pick short. whatever you want. But you can, yeah, you're in two bench to do spots. What you want. Yeah. All right, so I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my outlier here. Hit it. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Let's it. Let's put him on people's radar. Uh, I'm gonna take the flyer that Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay and Amari Rodgers takes over as his number two. Hell yeah. Um, again, where you late, make these kind of picks, it kind of adds just to our flyer mix. These are guys that if they're not panning out, you know, they're droppable to where we can add pieces yep. we need. The closer we get to the season, boy, the more we're going to be hyping up Amari Rodgers. He's going to play a lot for them. And, again, now we're looking at Amari Rodgers, Mikul Hardman, Henry. Realistically, we need one of those guys to hit to be, to be successful. If two hit, even more successful. Yep. Hey, what defenses are available? Pick yeah, up? that's a good question. Let's see. So we got the Patriots, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bears, the Chargers, the Broncos. A lot of good defenses. The Browns, 
unfortunately, I don't have their schedules right in front of me, and that's usually how I pick defense is, like, it's, it, the, who has the easiest, like, yep. you know, or that's, like, the tiebreaker. To start. Um, Patriots defense is going to be fantastic. I kind of like sure, the though. Patriots. Well, check, check these wideouts. Is Denzel Mims, did he get taken? Oh, no, he's still there. Yeah, let's grab him, games? yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do it. And then I'll grab a defense. Dope. Yeah, you always um, want to take a player with upside like Mims over a freaking defense. Absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I like a lot of these players that are going late. I mean, that tells you how early in, or late in the offseason we are. I'm going to take Buffalo's defense. Oh, okay. So my pick here would have been the Chargers, but I like Buffalo a lot. Yeah, Chargers, Chargers D is good, good too. Yeah. It's just their safety gets hurt every single year. Oof. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't and just to <laughs> play by the rules, I'll take a stupid kicker. Which yep. is the dumbest thing in the world. Which one are you taking? Though? I don't care. Sanders. Yeah. The, first, yeah. the first moron yeah. that's up there. Let's Sanders see what our grade good. is. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, boy. What do we get? What are they? B minus. B minus. Okay. okay. We'll take that. Yeah. Our defense is... Is a weakness. Is a weakness. Oh, oh, ours. If if you're mm. getting told by your platform your defense is the weakness, you did Sorry. something right in the draft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's they what really like dropped our, our grade. Our yeah. bench is James Conner, Henry Ruggs, Tony Pollard. Yeah. It's all upside, man. It's a lot of upside. I mean, yep. Tyler's Amari Rogers pick probably didn't help. We did, we did get a draft. Great, that, that one that one went deep. Though. And I we think got that it. our starters are all very consistent guys too. You know, those are we don't have to worry week to week about workload except for Lockett. You know, Lockett. Who knows? Week but to with, week. with the with the foundation we built Lockett's the kind of guy that takes takes the team to the next level when he goes exactly having Lamar there is nice because Lockett J.K. Dobbins and Parker I'm not sold on they're guys that week to week I think will be the the worst of our consistency so then taking that Lamar Zeke Joe Mixon Chris Godwin for what it's worth Kyle Pitts in terms of tight ends I I think it's a nice yeah can we do uh go to uh projections real quick let's see how we stacked up against the rest of the league I'm coming in six six that's okay. right where you want to be. You don't, you, you don't want to be Oh My Gron- Gronkowski at Let the me top see there. Oh My Gronkowski's team. They, they're usually trash, the number one team on this. It probably has Pat Mahomes or something. Stafford, nope. Cook, Akers, Thielen, Galladay, Waller, Robbie Anderson, Chase Claypool. Yeah. I mean, that's a good team. Yeah, that's a good Scrum. team. What are they? What are, the I'm not crazy the about their about. team. I like it. I like, um, um, I like Robbie Anderson a lot. I think that he's got great value right now. And, yep. and um, he was good with Darnold and, and with There's the Jets. There's no way Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson beats him. Right. Dalvin Cook, sure. I think, goes hand-in-hand hand with Zeke. Give, if you want to give Dalvin a slight edge, fine. Uh, Cam Akers to Joe Mixon, give me Joe Mixon. Wide receiver one, Adam Dillon versus Akers. Godwin, give me Godwin. Wide receiver two, Kenny Galladay, we have Lockett. I would take Galladay. Darren Waller, okay, he gets the edge over Pitts. Flex number one, J.K. Dobbins It's better Mason. than – I'll take yeah. J.K. Flex number two, Claypool, Devontae Parker. I'll take Parker. Yeah, I like our uh, I might go Claypool over Parker. It's close, though. You could have taken Park- Claypool where we took Parker. Really? He was there? He's round eight. Oh, that was by. Yeah, because I would have took Claypool. Oh, he was round he was seven. Um, but that, uh, that'll that do it for us, Pat. You want to take us out? We'll we'll post these results on our Instagram and uh, see what the kingdom thinks about it. All right, Kings and Queen, that was – Queens. That was this week's episode of Fantasy Football Kings. We got you a nice draft with a lot of breakdown. Like Luke said, we're going to post it on the Instagram for you to review and admire. Don't forget to find us on the Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, and Spotify. When you find the podcast, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Make sure the review is five stars. You can also find us on fantasy.footballkings on Instagram. Hit us with a follow and DM any questions you have. We'll read them, obviously, live on air and get you some answers but until next time take it easy king see ya